This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Especially when personally betrayed by someone we've trusted and shared our most intimate thoughts with, forgiving and forgetting that betrayal is sometimes a most difficult thing to do. Our human nature just hates doing that. True forgiveness, if done God's way, must not only be a conscious decision based on God's Word, but also one done unconditionally. It can never be merely a feeling, because a conditional forgiveness only always leads to a hardened heart, a favorite resting place for the enemy. Left unchecked, the hardened heart is fertile soil for anger, which will always have deadly consequences for spiritual growth. Is it any wonder that, in His Word, God says, whoever holds on to anger is a fool? In this amazing six-day message, The Power of Forgiveness, listen to the life-changing words of Jesus Himself as He addresses the devastating consequences of unforgiveness, how to overcome it, and why all Christians cannot afford not to forgive and not to forget. Unforgiveness undealt with in our lives can prove to be extremely deadly. It could halt us and stop us in our spiritual progress. It could cause all kinds of trouble for our lives. It could actually get so bad that it can affect your, your health and your well-being. It certainly can stop you from your spiritual growth and progress as a believer. Unforgiveness has deadly consequences if we do not deal with it appropriately. Because to walk and to live in unforgiveness in your life doesn't do anything to the person to whom it is directed. To the person who has brought this offense into your life. It does absolutely nothing to them. What it does, what it does, its effects really happen to you. Unforgiveness will bring with it devastating effects in your life. And the Bible talks about it. Jesus talked about it. And we see it over and over again. So we as believers, we as believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, need to realize how important it is to walk in the spirit of forgiveness towards everyone. Now, one of the problems that we incur is that most of the time, People get mixed up because we think forgiveness is a feeling. Now, ultimately, forgiveness should be a feeling. We should feel it. But initially, because hurt and the inflictions upon our lives, whether it be a loved one, a family member, a friend, a coworker, whatever it be, they are, they're focused to our emotions. Well, our emotions are the first thing to feel it because you trust somebody, you count on somebody, you love somebody, and they let you down. So what happens is that it, it, it hurts. It, it hurts the emotions. You see, so it's very hard when, when you're trying to obey God to feel it first. You see, what we, we need to learn to do is to use our faith for forgiveness, just like we use our faith for everything else in life. Those of us that have been taught faith for so many years, and we understand that faith begins with a confession. Faith begins with a belief. Faith begins with a desire. And then you, you confess it, and you say it, and you speak it until it becomes a reality in your life. Well, forgiveness works the same way. I must first will to forgive 
desire to forgive because I realize that first of all, it's God's desire and God's command for my life. Secondly, I must understand that it has deadly consequences that if I allow this unforgiveness to fester in my life, the only one who's going to end up hurt is me. The only one who stands to lose is me. So I must find within my heart the willingness to want to forgive that person or persons for whatever they've done. So it begins as an act of faith. I begin to say to the Lord, Father, I, I don't like what's happened to me, but you've called me and commanded me to forgive, and I am willing to forgive. I may not feel it. I may not totally understand what happened here, but I am willing as an act of my will, as a work of faith, to, to say with my mouth that I forgive them. And Father, I believe that as I meditate on my desire to forgive, that the feeling will follow my desire. And that's how you really begin the work of forgiving those who have offended you in your life. Doesn't mean the pain goes away right away. Doesn't mean the hurt goes away right away. What it means is that I've engaged God in this breach of relationship or in this thing that has happened. And I'm asking God, and I'm, I'm asking the Lord to help me. That my willingness, I, I want to, I will to do this. Even though it hurts, even though it doesn't make sense, even though they've done something to me that has you know, caused me loss in my life, I still am willing, because you have commanded me and asked me to do this, I am willing to forgive. But Father, help me with the feeling part. See, the more you meditate on forgiveness and the need for you to forgive, the more the feeling will start to follow I can honestly say this over the years. Many of you sat in this ministry and you know some of the things that this church has been through. But back in 2000 when we opened the doors and we came in, we shouted and rejoiced and we, we started to grow. And we grew up to about 300 people within the first year. And I told the people of that day, I said, look, you know, the devil tried to stop us from the outside because we had all kinds of trouble trying to put this building up. So the devil tried. Now he's going to try to stop us from the inside because he hates this ministry. Because this ministry represents souls for the kingdom. This ministry, this ministry uh, uh, you know, is here to, to bring people to, to, to salvation, to the knowledge of God, to the knowledge of the truth of God. This is a teaching church. This is a believing church. This is a faith church. This is a miracle-believing church. And the devil hates it, so he tried to stop us from the outside. But I said, church, he's going to try to stop us from the inside. And it wasn't even a year that we were here, and, and, and all of a sudden... Something ensued. Something rose up in there. I don't even understand the fullness of it. But something happened within, within the church. And a whole bunch of people just got up and left. Now, uh, you know, nobody went and started a church. They say, you know, you have a church split, which means a man gets up and takes a group of people, splits your church and starts a church. Nobody started a church. We didn't have a church split. All we had is a whole bunch of people get up and split. And left me devastated because some of these people were close friends and people that I loved and people who I cared about. And, and I was left devastated, you know. So the, I understand the pain and I understand the disappointment. But I also understand that if you allow the things, the offenses of people to get into your heart, the only person that stands to lose is you. The only person that st stands to get hurt is you. The only person that puts himself in a position for loss is you. You're the only one that stands to end up in trouble if you hold on to unforgiveness in your life. 
And you say, well, pastor, you don't know what this person did. You don't know how they offended me, how they hurt my life. You know, it could be a divorce. It could be a relationship of some sort. It could be a family member. It could be a, a mother, a father that, you know, maybe did something or didn't do what they should have done. Maybe they weren't a good parent. Whoever it is, you must understand that you must, as an act of your will, purpose to forgive them for whatever it is that they've done or what they haven't done. Maybe you've expected and they didn't, they didn't do it. You, you, you have to see that unforgiveness has deadly, deadly consequences. And, uh, and, and Jesus talked about this, you see. Um, so let's, let's, go to, let's go to Matthew's Gospel because I think this is a good place to start in chapter 18. And Jesus had just gotten finished talking about dealing with a sinning brother and, you know, giving some clear... Um, teaching about a sinning brother. And he comes down, and of course, this is where we get that great verse that we love in verse 19. It says, again, I say to you, too, if you agree on earth, you know that one. Anything you ask, it'll be done by my Father in heaven. But let's pick it up in verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? Now he's talking about offense, about a brother doing something to you. He says, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him. Now, Peter being Peter, he came up with his own brilliant idea of how many times, you know, maybe this is what he thought was being extremely generous. So he was willing in his own human ability to say, well, I would imagine that up to seven times would be a generous amount, right? Most people say, I'll forgive him one time, you know. But he says, no, he goes to the Lord, he says, how many times if my brother offends me or sins against me, how many times should I forgive him? And Peter comes up with this brilliant idea, seven times. Maybe because seven is a perfect number, I don't know, or it's the number of perfection. So he says, seven times. And Jesus turns to him and says, I do not say to you up to seven times, but I say to you 70 times seven. 70 times. Now, if you read this same account in Luke's gospel, they're talking about this in the context of a day, of a 24-hour period. So Peter is saying on one hand, how many times should I forgive my brother in one day? Up to seven times? And Jesus turns around talking about the same context of one 24-hour period and says, no, I say to you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. So I did a little mathematics here. Can I share my math <laughs> equation with you? 70 times 7 equals 490 times in a day. If you take 490 times and you divide it by 24 hours, it comes out to 20 times per hour. You take 20 times per hour and you divide it by 60 minutes, it comes out to 3. Now, I think my math is correct, but you'll get the gist of what I'm saying. So, 3... This means that we get about three minutes in a given day to hold on to our unforgiveness. <laughs> Jesus is using an exaggerated analogy to say forgiveness must be unlimited towards your brother. In other words, as often as he sins against you or offends you is as often as you must forgive him. Now, I wish we could learn this lesson in the church. You would think that in the church, everyone's got it going, everyone's got it right. Man, I've seen, you should see some of the things that I've seen. You know, people, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be in that ministry anymore because that one always offends me. I don't like the way they talk to me. 
You know, one of the reasons why people get offended and never really deal with, because we, we have unfinished business going on in our lives. You're never going to get on in life until you take care of business. If you've got an offense towards someone, if someone has hurt you or someone has done something to you, you've got to work that thing out because it remains unfinished business in your life. You can't go on in your spiritual progress until you take care of unfinished business. It's amazing. You see, people are, 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 are so, uh, you know, so easily offended, so easily hurt. And then you see the bottom line to it is that we just, we don't know, we, we, we don't know how to sometimes just go to someone and say, you know what? You hurt me. I didn't like the way you said that. I, don't, I, I know you're better than that and you probably didn't mean it. I don't like the way you addressed me. But you see what happens is we get so insecure, there's so much insecurity in people that we would rather just build up a whole, right, a wall is probably the best thing, a big wall of protection and, you know, get, you know, re keep it reinforcing it by what we think about that person, what they did to us. Come on, am I talking to anybody? And we keep this big blockade up and this is how we create walls. This is how we create division. This is how, you know, people walk around so encased in, and really imprisoned because you really, what unforgiveness does is build a prison around you. It's like carrying a weight all day long. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This is why, when I say that unforgiveness can be deadly in our lives if we don't deal with it. And often, sometimes, you know, just getting past the situation with somebody is just going to them and letting them know what they did to you. Because oftentimes, I mean, I've had people come to me and say, you know, the way you, you, you said that to me, it kind, of, it kind of hurt me, it offended me. Like, really? I didn't, I didn't intend on doing that. I didn't mean to hurt you that way. And it's, it's amazing, nine times out of ten, when you go to somebody, you talk to them, they didn't even realize that they offended you. They had no idea. Because most people don't intentionally. Now, I know there are some, you know, wicked people out there that do know exactly what they're doing and will do it. But for the most part, most people don't even know it. We must learn to forgive and find forgiveness in our heart. And, 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 and because if we don't, it has deadly consequences. So Jesus says to him, listen, he says, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. So what the Lord requires, what God requires of us as believers is that we must walk in unlimited forgiveness every single day of our lives. And I find myself, you know, because I, I think, you know, like somebody drives, I, I, I think I've shared this with you. My Christianity is tested on the road when I'm driving. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. You know, like I'm, I'm ready to make a left and somebody's coming this way and I want to make a left and they come right to the corner and they make a right. Why didn't you put on your stupid blinker so that I know you're taking a right and I can go and make my left? Anybody know what I'm talking about? My Christianity is tested when I'm driving in the car. But when people screw up, I have to remind myself of something. How many times have I done the same kind of thing to somebody else? How many times have I been at fault and then felt, you know, oh my gosh, I should have put my signal light on or I shouldn't have done that or I, you know, cut somebody. I have to remind myself constantly that I do the same things that I fault others for. I'm guilty of making the same mistakes that I want to hold unforgiveness towards others for the mistakes that they make. I do the same kind of things in my life. So Jesus addresses this 
this, this, this issue. And he expands it. And I love this parable that he gives, this little story he gives. So let's read it and let's talk about it. He says to him, I do not say up to you seven times, but up, uh, but up to 70 times seven. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and that all that he had and that payment be made. But that servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. You've got to underline that. Moved with compassion. Released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, Have patience with me and I will pay you all did the same thing as that he did. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. Let's just stop there for a minute. You see, Jesus is giving another really exaggerated illustration here. I went and studied this out. I found this pretty interesting. One of my commentaries gave this um, commentary on this particular verse about what the first servant owed and what the second servant owed. The first servant, it goes like this, it is estimated that one talent was equivalent to 15 years labor for that first servant. Today, it would take a personal debt of at least a billion dollars to give one the feeling of just how deeply in debt this unhappy man was. There was absolutely no possibility of him paying this debt. Well, of course, we understand that that looks like, then that sound like us. We could not pay the debt that, that we owed God right? Jesus came to pay that debt for us. The whole kingdom is based upon the principle of love, grace, and forgiveness. So he says, this, this, this one, this guy, he owed like a billion dollars. There was no way that he could pay this debt. Now he is freed from his debt and he goes and finds his fellow servant who owed him a hundred denarii. You know how much a hundred denarii was? About a hundred days pay. Compared to the debt that he owed, it was really a pittance. It was just a little bit of money. But yet he went to that servant and held him accountable for, for that money that he owed him, you see. And that's how we are as believers. See, one of, one, of the, one of the things that we must be reminded of all the time when people offend us, we must remember how forgiven we are, how many times we screwed up, how much forgiveness God has given to us. The reason why I can forgive others is because I realize what a mess I was. And what a mess in some ways I still am. Come on, don't look so holy this morning. You know what I'm talking about. Don't look so perfect. Because we all know that we're a mess and we are in, constant, in a constant state, uh, in need of constant forgiveness in our lives. And therefore, if we realize and we walk with the knowledge of how forgiven we are, it's easy to turn to somebody else and release them from, from the debt that they may owe us. So, so, so Jesus is using this exaggerated story to say, this guy owed a billion, his master forgave him. But he went to his fellow servant and only owed him 100 days pay, just a pittance, but he would not release him. In other words, how can we, being believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing where we have come from, 
knowing how we have offended, how we have hurt, how we have disappointed, how we have done all of these things, and have freely received forgiveness from God, how can we hold others in unforgiveness for the things that they've done to us? When I think back on those days when, when I was, you know, in that mess, I just, I just purposed in my heart. I said, Lord, I am willing to forgive, and I did. I said, Lord, I pray for them. Lift them up. Bless their lives. I pray they find a place. I, I pray they find a pastor. I pray, you know, really what my brain was telling me, Lord, strike them dead. Lord, you know, smack them up, you know, let, let them hit a brick wall and just, see, are you with me? See, my brain was saying that, but my heart wanted to forgive. My heart wanted because I know that that is the heart of my father. As a believer, if you're a true believer and a follower of Jesus, you ought to want to forgive, even though it's real difficult to do. Is everybody with me? All right. Can we move on in this? Because what I'm going to share with you is not anything that you're going to hear on Christian TV. You're not going to hear it in the arenas where they're filling up arenas and speakers are getting up and hundreds of thousands of people are going. You're not going to hear this in churches where they're more interested in gathering crowds because it's, it's really more about telling you what you want to hear instead of telling you what you need to hear. As a matter of fact, there are many people today who have taken all the red letters out of the Bible, all the words of Jesus, and just tossed them aside and told you you don't have to follow anything that Jesus said. Just follow these few things and you're fine. I don't know about you, but I'm going to follow the words of my master. If my master says something, I'm going to obey it because he is my master. So now buckle your seatbelts because listen to this. So he says, verse 31, So when his fellow servants saw what he had done... They were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Let me tell you what, you know I get out of this verse? People are watching your activity. People are watching what you're doing. You can't go around talking about how forgiving you are and how much God needed, how much grace you needed and how, you know, how, how you're so grateful for everything that you've been forgiven of and I was a sinner and, and God saved me and he cleaned me up and he's forgiven me and I, I, you know, I don't deserve this forgiveness. And then you turn around and hold bitter angry unforgiveness towards a brother or a sister or some other person. You can't do that. People are watching. People are seeing how you're living and how you're acting in the world. We have a responsibility as believers to not just know this stuff, but to live this stuff. Not to just say we believe it, but to, 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 put, uh, to, to put action with what we say we believe. Come on, are you with me? So he says, the fellow servants seen what, saw what was happening and they went and they told the master, after he had called him, he said to him, so he, they went back and told his master, did you know what he did? You forgave him of this big debt and someone owed him a small debt. He wouldn't release him. You see, let me tell you what, the reason why you can forgive others when you're a true believer and you realize how forgiven you are, the reason why you can forgive others is because you are grateful to God that you're not paying the penalty for your mistakes, that you're not paying the penalty for your sins, you're not paying the penalty for the things that you have done that God has forgiven you of. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.